In this valley of heart's delight, you will find life pleasurable, toil honorable, and recreation plentiful. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. It was a time when anything was possible, at least in the imagination. Racist old man. I cannot believe that this is a three-episode fucking... I didn't fucking want it to be. I think it's great. Go on, take us in. Yeah, take us in. All right. Welcome to Valley of Hearts of Delight. I am Tony. I'm here with Caden, Care Bear, Scorpion Snake, and with us as always is Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Andy or Andy <laughs> or, or Andy. <laughs> we'll probably call him. Andrew J. We should Kerpopoulos. just go every time we say his name, we should go and Andy. <laughs> yes. Yes, we should. That's to a keep lot of an- effort, though. To keep him anonymous. Yes. Monominous. A monominous. Ominominous. Ominominous. And thankfully, mercifully, we find ourselves at the end of this trilogy of William Riker and Holy City. Oh, I'm going to see. I'm going to miss old Billy. Don't worry. We'll never watch. We'll find some other old racist white man to get into. Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Mm. Well, and we'll never, I'll never look at Riker from Star Trek ever the same again. I hope I've ruined that like, for remember, you. Remember that cult you had, Riker? Yeah. Anyway. Who knew? Him and the Jews. <laughs> well, by 1953, there were already people writing books and articles referencing the failed experiment that was Holy City, now a mostly abandoned ghost town. Holy City was no longer the roadside attraction it once was after the rerouting of the main highway that winds through the Santa Cruz Mountains further away from Rikers Community, what is today Highway 17. And the old Santa Cruz Highway is now old Santa Cruz Highway. That's the old. Yes. uh, In September of 1956, Maurice Klein of Hollywood... A former music director and editor purchased half of Holy City's property, around 200 acres. He claimed that he planned to build a modern community center with restaurants, markets, and shops to serve the surrounding residential areas. Well, hold on. Can we back up for a second? Please do. Is Riker dead at this point? No. Oh, okay. He's he's still there. So we're just just picking up where we left off. Damn. If you are a piece of shit. You cling to this world like a fucking yes. barnacle. On Donald Trump the is going to live to be 127 <laughs> years old. Like they just fucking lodge them. Like I don't know what it is it's about shitty people and living only for the good die young. Ever. Yeah, dude. Like it's just like just fucking die. Why are you the hate? They hold on to the hate. Mm-hmm. It just like percolates Keep, inside there. And, yeah, and, it's just like they and like, it, like ferments yeah, their souls. Like, hold on to it. In May of 1957, Riker got into another car accident, fracturing his hip. (laughs) A month later, while Riker was still in a rest home, a fire tore through Holy City, destroying most of the structures, including the erstwhile meeting hall where Klein had stored most of the Holy City memorabilia from his side of the property. (laughs) It's like, my porn! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! You can't go in there, it's my- My my... corn-operated peep show! (laughs) 
yeah. My peep shows. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, the fire, which drew 500 state, county, and volunteer firefighters. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> because they have nothing better to do. Sorry. Reportedly started from the sparks of a okay. wood stove of caretaker Carl Russell, or perhaps faulty wiring. They don't really know which. Luckily, Riker's home and the print shop were saved. Riker called it a message from above, in- indicating God's desire to build a new holy city. Uh-oh. Did you ever think it might have been from Satan? Nah. Considering like that he was a piece you of shit. You mean that Satan's trying to stop his holy work? Maybe. No, no, no. Like encourage it because he's Satan. And he's like, oh, God, this guy fucking is a... This guy kind of gets under people's skin. No? Yeah. No, it's, I or maybe Satan's mm, too cool. I for think that. I Satan's think he's too cool. He's, he's my business. I don't, I don't, I don't think Satan bleh. sends messages, Anthony. Well, I think I don't, he just like. Well, Andy, I don't think I Satan just actually. Does it, you know? I don't think Satan actually exists and can be whoever I wanted to be at any given moment. Wait, hold on. You 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 don't you don't believe in in Satan. Satan lives oh. in all of us. Half of, half of your record collection just uh disappeared into a a wisp <laughs> of ash. Or they'd just be very upset at me if they I met the bands. What of the records that I owned? You're not a true believer. What? I'm pretty fucking pissed at you right now, man. Oh, what are you talking man, about, man? What are you talking about? Hey, hey, I. You know what? Hail Satan. I think we can all agree. Yeah, he's cool. He's fine, I guess. You know, as a as a I don't like honestly. A, I don't like having to answer to anybody. How do you, how Meta- do you know that the adversary Satan. is is male? Yeah, Anthony? Meta- metaphorical Satan. Oh, may know. he live in all of us, may or she, she may it. they, may it, may, may they, it. may may the legion, may sure live may the in legion all of us. live in all of us. Yes, yes, you know that, right? Oh, I am. We oh, are. Yeah. We are legion. How about this? Hail Morgoth. Move on. Whoa! Wait, Riker, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Riker decided to sell the remaining half ownership of Holy City to Klein in July of 1957 for $64,000. 580000 if we adjust for inflation. To be split with the remaining seven disciples, one woman still, as part of the sale agreement, Klein asserted that Riker and his followers would be allowed to stay on the property, but Riker would no longer be allowed to preach on the property or use it as his soapbox. Two Holy City disciples, James Petrie, a railroad communications man, and Riker's 48-year-old son, Francis Villian Riker, opened a lawsuit against Klein, contending that the land belonged to the Holy City Brotherhood and that Father Riker was only one of the trustees and at this point was could be considered mentally incompetent. I have a question. Actually, mm-hmm. can we back up quick? So yep. did he own... He didn't own that out all outright, the whole, the whole, his Holy City plot? Because so, how did they how did they justify? I believe the the land was owned by t- technically the perfect Christian divine way incorporated. Okay, of which Riker was the kind of like head and the you know leader of. Yeah, but I, I guess how did the government say that you can't? Not that I think what he's preaching is good, but I mean that it that's always those tricky First Amendment debates, right? Like, how did he? Because they said you have you can't preach there anymore. No, no the if, new owner. This oh, the new the, owner. Okay, okay. So that's yeah, the part so I missed the there. New, okay, the new never mind. Owner Sorry, I sound, said I sound that like, like as a contingent of allowing them to stay to, to on the property. Oh, okay, okay, on. okay. So somebody, somebody. So he bought the he claim. bought the land, and he said, "You guys can still stay here, but you can't have it be 
the weird holy city that it once was. Yeah. Turn it down. No imagination. Mm. God damn it. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Uh, coastal, Another question. Coastal liberal can they keep elites. The, can they keep the peep shows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Can they keep the peep shows and the Santas? Yeah. Yeah. Can I keep my Santa? No. The the real question I have is. This was a different son than the son that he had beaten up. Yes, this correct? is not okay. William Riker Jr. That's right. It was old Willie Riker. Yeah, yeah. J R. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Thank you. The uh, so Petrie and uh, the other Riker, the younger Riker, uh, demanded that the financial specifics of the sale be made public and that a trust be set up to support the remaining members of the perfect. Christian divine way in court Petrie and Francis Villian testified that Klein had threatened them to stay out of Riker's affairs or that they would be quote unquote taken care of and that he quote unquote owned Riker body and soul and to keep their fucking noses out of his business not quote according to James Wood Riker's personal Whoa, secretary. James Woods? James Wood. <laughs> Wood singular. Before he did Videodrome. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Prior to Videodrome, James Wood was president of Holy City. And Riker's personal secretary. <laughs> of course. Whoa. And he claimed that Riker had expressed dissatisfaction with Klein on numerous occasions due to his failure to accrue enough financial backing to build Holy City into a new Jerusalem, which is apparently... One of the stipulations for Klein's purchase of the land imposed by Riker. Yeah, this guy was like almost about to be Mormon. Real close. Like, right? Like, trying to, like, some, like, set up some divine stuff in America. Yeah. Oh, they want it so bad. So, I mean, he was just a couple, probably a couple decades off, realistically. And, and like, one strange. Oh, from, like, from Mormonism becoming mainstream, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mormonism uh, was around. Yeah, a couple decades off and one very strange pair of underwear away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think, dude, actually, I'm surprised he didn't find Mormonism. I think he would have fucking loved it. They were racist. He got multiple wives. Yeah. Back then, he would have fit right in. Yeah. He, he, he probably, I mean, he really he just went probably to Utah. picked some stuff up. He should have just went to Utah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. He no. squandered his potential. Anthony, as a remember, one of his principal tenants was not. To have children, right, right. Which, oh, which so I mean, that, that, yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, you right? viewers yeah, can't yeah. see his heavy quotation marks. He advocated celibacy. Yeah, oh, that's right. He's a except for himself. I forgot. That's right. He had a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yes, I forgot about I know, that. This has been dragging <laughs> you for, you on. You forgot forever. about the bullshit. Uh, well, I mean, he. I mean, it's like when somebody has so much shit, it's hard to like keep track of all the yeah. nonsense. It's like the, the early layers just uh, disappear well, you know, below the, the well, subsequent layers of shit and usually people like who are cult leaders like they, they eventually always devolve into like yeah basically this is just so we all, i can fuck all of you i mean like if, mm-hmm. i mean they still kind of keep the veneer but you know usually that's kind of like a, oh no, no 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 i could still fuck yeah you maybe can't fuck or you have once to fuck you get me. once you get to my level maybe yeah, yeah maybe like... you know but you yeah it's usually how it goes yeah in those absolutely weird cult things mm-hmm uh, so Holy City resident Robert Clogher, Clogher, Clogher. It's C L O G H E R. I'm gonna go with Clogher, Clogher, because I think I looked it up. Apparently, it's Irish. It's related to a town called Clocker, C H E R. Anyways, point being. 
this guy who apparently ran out of gas in Holy City <laughs> and then just decided to <laughs> stay. <laughs> yeah. Clocker. Hey, Clocker. Uh, so he ran. <laughs> Listen here, Clocker. Clocker. <laughs> you mother Clocker. So <laughs> Robert Clocker <laughs> ran out of gas in Holy City and decided to stay, becoming one of Riker's disciples. He testified that Riker had written a denunciation of Klein while in the hospital in 1956 and was also himself accused of being the mastermind behind this entire lawsuit against Klein. According to Helen M. Long, City, Holy City Postmaster, Riker was very meek and timid when dealing with Klein in person. She also claimed that Klein had told her, quote, I own every rock, every blade of grass here. Things will be done the way I want or not at all. He should be careful saying that in California because he's about to get taxed. Mm. And I will take a moment <laughs> to note that this trial. Hot take. <laughs> that was even before. Hot take, hot was, take on the California taxes. That was even <laughs> before Prop 13, man. Like, you got to be careful. Whoa. Edgy today. Edgy today. I'm taking a moment Thanks. to note that this trial was Petrie and Riker the Younger against Klein and Riker the Elder. Riker so, the Elder. Yes. I like that name. During the trial, Riker revealed that he had handed over the entirety of Holy City's holdings, valued at $250,000, or $2.3 million, adjusted wow. on faith. Holy City, Riker's life's work, was turned over to Klein on an oral agreement that Klein would completely rebuild it. <laughs> Riker also testified that he had given Klein his power of attorney, though when questioned by Judge W.W. Jacka, who I think would be a great Australian pro wrestler. <laughs> I'm the Jacka. Or W.W. Jacka. W.W. Jacka. Here comes the plunge. Riker admitted. What? <laughs> the plunge. <laughs> Anthony, may I ask where you just uh, pulled that particular... Uh, it's a move he uses. That that move. That where, where where did you pull that particular move out of? Uh, it's uh, less where he pulled it out of than where he puts it. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yikes! So when questioned by the judge, Riker admitted, "I guess I don't really know what that is." As it came to giving Klein his power of attorney. Jesus, man! It sounds like like old Willie Riker went a little soft in the head, and he's hmm. getting a little bit older. Or he's playing stupid. The $64,000 that Klein had used to purchase the land, as it turned out, was not in cash, but in the form of $1,000 promissory notes, Uh-oh. which are essentially legal IOUs, <laughs> which the residents of Holy City could then turn into Klein in exchange for room and board, essentially giving each disciple and Riker eight years of tenancy. So $64,000, each person got $8,000 at like a thousand dollars a year so that, that's brilliant that's brilliant yes according to the agreement that Riker signed for I'm pretty Klein, sure that there are currently banks across this country doing this to elderly people re- yes. on a regular basis Wells Fargo yeah. looking yes. at you yes it's called a reverse mortgage super cool yes glad we learned from our history mm-hmm. uh, according to the agreement that Riker signed for Klein if any disciple died their notes would be considered canceled this sale also included Riker transferring $36,000 in government bonds to Klein, who had since cashed them. When Judge W.W. Jacka asked Jacka. Riker if he knew what he was signing when making the deal with Klein, Riker responded, 
My faith in Mr. Klein was complete. I wanted to get away from the material phases of life and devote more time to the spiritual. You're a nerd. Here comes the plunge. (laughs) (laughs) Riker also admitted that his quote-unquote gamble on Klein was done so against the advice of several businessmen with whom Riker had consulted. Despite this, Riker repeatedly told the court that everything was done to the satisfaction of all concerned and declared that his faith would triumph. I'm laughing because you're laughing. <laughs> the plunge! The plunge! <laughs> not the plunge! It would also be... Also less sexual it'd be great if you just like instead of pulling out a chair you just pull out a plunger and you fucking just start plunging somebody's face why he has a plunger and a crocodile i yeah i just see that oh dude i would watch the shit out of that guy uh now while i didn't find anything on the explicit results of the previous trial two months later in december of 1957 Riker appealed to the santa clara county superior court for a restraining order to prevent the sale of his property decline as well as a suit demanding that the demanding the accounting of assets, including the including ten thousand dollars in cash and the thirty six thousand dollars in bonds that he had handed over to Klein, Riker went on to assert that the sale of the first half of Holy City was based on rejuvenating it, which Klein failed to do, and that the second transaction was not legal, as not everyone in Holy City in the Holy City trusteeship agreed to the sale. By February of nineteen fifty nine, a couple years later. Riker had opened a $2 million, which would be equivalent to $18.25 million lawsuit against Klein, who had, he claims, had defrauded him out of his ownership of Holy City and posed himself as the colony's new messiah. Quote, He showed great enthusiasm for my plan to establish peace on earth by bringing together the Jews and Gentiles. All he was interested in was getting hold of my property. Klein maintained that he never envisioned himself as the new messiah, nor promised to rebuild Holy City, saying, quote, I told Father Riker a hundred times I was not bringing a dime into Holy City, and I continuously objected to him hailing me as his new messiah. <laughs> However, he did agree that Jews and Gentiles should be able to exist harmoniously. Klein was also able to prove. Glad he added that in. Big there. heart. <laughs> Big heart. Cl- Maurice Klein. Come oh, on. From Hollywood. From Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he was also able to prove that all eight remaining Holy City members did, in fact, sign the agreement that turned all Holy City assets over to him. Judge Burl R. Salzman ruled in favor of Klein, dropping the suit and recognizing Klein as the legal owner of the land. <laughs> but also ruled that Riker and the rest of the Holy City residents could remain there for the rest of their lives. In July of 1959, the San Francisco Examiner reported under their jots and tittles section. <laughs> this is going to tittle your titties. Oh, yeah. J- jots and tittles? Jots, jots and-, and tittles, which just means like, D- dips and daps, little this and little, little this know, and little that. Or we that would pull up if you put that into Pornhub. Tittles, shots and tittles. Ugh, <laughs> gross stuff. <laughs> they said, "Quote William Riker, 
who once got as many as 10,000 votes running for governor, is the presidential candidate of something called the Apocalyptic National Committee. The Apocalyptic National, National Committee. Committee. Which is a dope name. <laughs> yes, it is. Fuck yeah. And yet I could find no other reference of that anywhere on the internet. Not so, in so the say, same say it again. The, the apo- Apocalyptic National, National Committee. So that was his party that he was running for president under. And yet I could find no other reference of that anywhere else. Although the only connection I could find was that I believe the Holy City newspaper was called the Holy City Apocalypse, <laughs> like, well, <laughs> which is also a great name yeah, for a newspaper. This guy should just start a fucking metal band. Oh my god! I, I, what was the guy? What was his platform like? We're all gonna die. Probably. I'm gonna vote. For I would. Him. I would get. A, I would a, get a, a fucking metal paper. Forecast for the week. You yeah. are dead. Blood rain. <laughs> Gloomy. <laughs> uh, August 1959. Holy City is once again rocked by destructive fire. This time starting in the vacant ice house portion of the main hall, destroying the print shop, the heart of what little income no, Holy City could muster, as well as not the, the barbershop. His printing press. Yes. no, Can no longer make... Racist propaganda. No, what's he going to do? Oh, my God, our hero. Very sad. Uh, (laughs) However, unlike the fire that occurred two years prior, these fires seem to have a more sinister nature. In October, a garage was burned down, and then a grass fire started near the edge of Holy City Limits. In November, Jim Edmondson, owner of the Holy City Garage, received a threatening phone call from someone suggesting he move his tools out because within two weeks, the garage would be burned to the ground. Maurice Klein also claimed that he had received a call bearing the threat that Holy City would be burned to the ground. Authorities questioned one of Riker's followers as a suspect, but ultimately released him. And while I am not sure if the man sheriffs talked to was Robert... Clawher, it probably should have been because in November of 1959 he confessed to setting the fires at Holy City as an extreme measure to protest Maurice Klein's purchase. He was arrested. Wasn't he living there? Yes. So he tried to burn down. Yes. The place. He, yeah. Cool. Well, All that right. you know had been sold to somebody else. But he still lived there, right? Technically. All right. All right. Airtight logic. Mm-hmm. 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 Clogger is an Irish name, by the way, so that might explain it. Around this same time, <laughs> at, the, that up. at the age of 87, <laughs> William E. Riker announced his bid for the presidency of the United States. Yeah, oh man, this guy is going for, for, for it. For which time? Uh, this, I think like... this is second time for presidency, th- fifth or sixth overall running for okay. office. All right. But so this was, time. He did a shitload of governor runs, yes. right? Yes. This time, he was running under his own heart and blood party. Which heart again, and blood. <laughs> super metal. So I like, I love the confidence of him. He's like, you know what? I've never won a state election. I never won a local election, county or otherwise. I should go for presidency mm-hmm. of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When asked about why his party was called the heart and blood party, he said, it's related to the heart and blood of government. The blood is typical of money, and the heart typical of government. Oh, I, I, I pooped my pants. Yes. 
None of that makes any sense. No, none of course wait, not. What, it's a fucking <laughs> old racist piece of shit. Oh, just wait. Well, well, the the heart relates to money. No, the blood the relates blood to money. The blood is typical of money, and the heart typical of government. And have you listened to this fangled rock so and roll? So his music? thing is heart and blood, and so that's government and money, the, which the, he technically. That does kind of control everything. The Elvis Presley, he's shaking his hips. It's un. I don't it's like un- it. God, I don't like it. In May of 1960, Holy City was sold by Maurice Klein to the HC Investment Company for an undisclosed amount of money. Though the firm claimed to be planning a 14 to 18 million investment, which would be 120 to 150 million dollars in today's money. Wow. Into the land, including 5,000 apartments and homes. Whoa. The new owners also said that Riker and his followers could continue living where they were. These people are so nice. <laughs> As a response, Riker filed a petition to incorporate Holy City and the surrounding communities as a sixth-class city, which means you have a population of 999 or less, to protect themselves from quote-unquote inundation from the Los Gatos annexations. In late 1960, Riker announced his candidacy for the 1962 governorship of California. Yes, (laughs) apparently, after John F. Kennedy won the presidential election in 1960, Riker immediately turned his sights to the governor's race that was still two years away. Oh, he got beat by Kennedy in a way. I I don't remember that, but yeah. (laughs) And he sent the sitting governor, Edmund (laughs) G. Brown, the following. Only fitting and proper it is that we reveal to you, first of all, that we intend to run for the office you now occupy in 1962. For your information, we enclose a copy of our platform, the Heart and Blood Government Plan. When journalists question, I love that he's referring to himself in the third person as we, well. We, we are, are informing you. We are. <laughs> I think he he occupies a trinity like the Holy Ghost. This is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. He's kind of doing the same thing. He's like me, my one son that hates me, and my other son that hates he, me. He, <laughs> hey, in 1962, and was this before Reagan yes. became governor? Oh, Would he have yeah, no. So. Anyway, Ed, Ed, Edmund G. Brown, I believe, progenitor of oh, okay. Jared. Jared. Jared Brown. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Man, I believe that's of, the G. Man, a lot of Browns The G in Edmund there, G. Brown, yeah. It's almost, it's almost like political dynasties just permeate wow. our country. Uh, when journalists questioned Riker about his previous runs for office and the numerous controversies that had plagued him over the years, he responded, We are, quite frankly, for the integration of church and state as much so as we are for the segregation of races. <laughs> Jesus Christ. By the spring of the following uh. year, Riker was in full campaign mode, speaking outside the San Mateo Times offices to proselytize his perfect plan of governance. After half an hour, he was escorted by security back to his car, which was parked in the red zone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, it's perfect. <laughs> There's no more red zones. See, I'm I'm the heart and blood party, so it's the red zone is for me, don't you see? <laughs> it's it the red zone represents sense. the blood of the heart. Okay, Grandpa. 
Little well, ball. that is Little where, ball. in his car, uh, that is where journalist Stan Wiseman found Riker hunched over the steering wheel. Oh, no. Oh. I offer you or anyone else $25 if they can prove me wrong. No one <laughs> has been able to yet. After another 30 minutes of Wiseman trying to get Riker to elucidate his platform in a coherent way, these were his three major takeaways. By following Riker's instructions, we will be led to the perfect government on Earth. By allowing the government to take over all vital services and to regulate the flow of money through economy as the brain regulates the flow of blood through the heart, this would be achieved by a plebiscite or a public vote of the people in each of the 50 states to decide the issue rather than the dictatorial Supreme Court. Oh, those dictatorials. They yes. put the dick in, in dictatorial, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And what issue was this regarding? Why? The integration issue. The states' rights issue. Number two, by following Riker's plan, it would be possible to, quote, achieve a perfect race system as noted by forbidding the mixing of blood through interracial marriages. Of this, Riker said, quote, God doesn't allow his pine trees and his oak trees to mess with each other. <laughs> Jesus. Birds Please. of a feather flock together. Please, he doesn't allow. By the way, you're not Jewish, are you? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't allow pine trees and oak trees to just fornicate next to each other. Disgusting. Can you imagine a, mixing their saps together? Can you disgusting. Imagine a, disgusting. Can you imagine a great giant redwood just mm. erect out of the ground, plowing into a oak tree in a submissive pose, thrusting itself into it? I'd never imagine it. Well, I have, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, and I, la- I, oh. I, just, I just love that Anthony sounds like a drunken, like Irish preacher trying to give like <laughs> sex education Not- lessons. <laughs> kids, how, kids. But how far off is that from William Riker? Kids, sex is a lot like trees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like Get a little Bill Cosby there. <laughs> oh, you, you first you no, get, you get a redwood and you get an oak tree and you and you give one some roofies. Oh, you yes. know, you know, and you, you want to get the pudding in it. You know, oh, 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 son of a, son oh. of a. <laughs> but lastly, Riker claimed that his perfect plan would bring about spiritual peace. As this new world of California perfected plan of government guarantees to bring eternal peace in this world, replacing all inferior present-day plans of government, so sunlight disperses darkness. Riker claimed that if he, the people followed his plan, we would be able to achieve things such as living as long as those in the Old Testament, even possibly forever whoa he discovered like the secret to yes as as in last episode he he claimed that he discovered how to turn us all into superman that's incredible that being racist lets you live forever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the summer of 1961 robert clohar who 
as it turned out, had been released after his arrest for arson, his actions being brushed off as not much more than a publicity stunt for Holy City, petitioned Santa Clara County supervisors to grant half of the property that once composed Holy City back to the perfect Christian divine way incorporated and that the title be put in his name and that he be named mayor of Holy City. (laughs) In his letter, Kahar said that he had little sympathy for Riker, but that the remaining disciples deserved better by August. (laughs) Because they're people being that follow an idiot which makes them idiots themselves but that's neither here nor there more foolish the fool the fool who follows it mm, mm. all right gandalf that's obi-wan kenobi you fuck essentially fuck. the same thing same thing i can't even believe you just did that right now obi-wan kenandalf actually I'd watch that it was said by dumbledore anyway <laughs> What? what? Wait, was you it really? No, you fucking thump no. you, you ass. <laughs> Toy with my emotions <laughs> you know, like that. You fucking think I'd blaspheme like that? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah, I, I, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. By just, August. Just to piss off a nerd, I sure would do it. Sorry. <laughs> Robert had announced his candidacy for the 10th Congressional District, which covered Alameda, Contra Costa, Sacramento, and Solano counties. He kicked off his campaign at Lupin College in Los Gatos. An event which was open. Lupin College in Los Gatos. I don't believe Lupin College that exists is, anymore. I and bet you that's where hi, the. I I don't know this for a fact, but I would put the quarter that's in my pocket on it. That that's probably where uh, Los Gatos High School is. Probably, because I'd always said to myself when I drive up there, these rich fucks are going to a high, practically a college. I mean, it does look a lot like kind of like <laughs> USC and Occidental and. Those kind of places. It'd be interesting to research. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm betting a quarter on it. I don't know for a fact. So if you're taking this as information, then so his kickoff event at Lupin College in Los Gatos was open only to nudists. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude! (laughs) Hell yeah! In the fall of 1961, he announced that he would be running for governor on the nudist party ticket. Yeah. I didn't even know we could do that. He had previously threatened to organize a nude protest on the steps of Arkansas of the Arkansas State Capitol building as an objection to a law that made it illegal to advocate, demonstrate, or promote nudism. He likened his cause to the Freedom Riders of Mississippi and Alabama. Not far off. Yeah. Clawher also sought donations from prostitutes and tax collectors. He estimated that there were 9,000 prostitutes and 900 tax collectors in Northern California and envisioned that the sex workers would contribute 10% of their earnings to Holy City. Uh, <laughs> a, t- a, tithe, uh, a tithing of the prostitutes? Uh, yes. I doubt that because that got, that's got, I mean, they got to pay their pimp and then they got to feed themselves and whatever family they have. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be given. Anthony, why do you know so much about prostitution? Uh, anyway, let's talk about Riker. Actually, we'd we- like to get those fellows to persuade anyone with some loot. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing, we are definitely doing. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Play assist hand bay. about you should be you should be sitting on your ass somewhere drinking beer and like i could do that too. you have life. all day you're retired 
I can drink, sit on my ass for a few hours, and then go some new, do some nude yoga. No. No, you're down. No, you're being boring. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I I killed two of those lacrosse. That's why I had to piss. No worries. Stay hydrated. By August, Robert had announced his candidacy for the 10th Congressional District, which covered Alameda, Contra Costa, Sacramento, and Solano counties. He kicked off his campaign at Lupin Lodge in Los Gatos, and, which was only open to nudists. Uh, in the fall of 1961, he announced that he would be running for governor on the nudist party ticket. He had previously threatened to organize. Ah, yes. So You have to keep all that in. Yes. Clawher also Clawher. sought donations from prostitutes and tax collectors. He estimated there were there were nine thousand prostitutes and nine hundred tax collectors in Northern California alone, and envisioned the sex workers contributing ten percent of their earnings toward Holy City. We'd like to get those fellows to persuade anyone with some loot to give it to our church, Clawher said of the tax men. For a few years, things were pretty quiet for Holy City, other than the 1962 New Year's Day murder of Joseph Albert, the 71-year-old business manager and 30-year-old, 30-year Riker devotee as he was closing his bar, where he was discovered by Clawher. Clawher continued his work in nude activism. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up a second. Nothing exciting happened except the murder of one of the members who was discovered by the dude that's running for the nudist party yeah. ticket yeah what Nothing is there. what is going on just from coincidence mm, coincidence sure call her continued his work in nude activism he ran for a trusteeship of the newly formed west valley junior college whoa and wait hold on repeat and, that whoa he so ran for a there were there was a believe seven trustee uh membership roles of the newly formed West Valley Junior College in that's, Los Gatos. That's right. Or Saratoga. Saratoga. That's right. And that's where I got part Educated. of my education. Yes. Part of my education. He also advocated for the abolition of swimsuit bottoms, frequently citing the Bible as evidence of his beliefs. Wait, what? Swimsuit bottoms? I, no, no, no. Yeah, yes. I do remember that particular passage in the Bible where yeah. it said, "Thou shalt not wear swimsuit bottoms." Suns out. Wait, didn't he? buns <laughs> out? <laughs> so he was saying, "Hold on, I could oh, hold on." The way you said that, I thought it sounded like he was advocating for swimsuit bottoms. No, no, no the against. abolition of. Oh, abolition! abolition. <laughs> it, the abolishment of. Yeah, swimsuit man, this guy's a cool bottoms. guy. <laughs> Anthony Pretty likes this fellow. Yeah, <laughs> he's like setting fires. He's tr- he's trying to scam his own way into like owning part of it. And he's like he's, he's trying running around to get, naked. Should yeah. get everyone naked? He's just trying to see some boobies. There's also. <laughs> pretty much any time he's referenced in a newspaper a article, they talk about his beard. So he must have had a glorious beard. He's like, lady, my beard go all the way down in the car. I don't yeah, need clothes. Like, I don't need clothes. Oh, he's also he's forty. He's like forty something years old at this point. So covers old Willie. Yes. In July of nineteen sixty six, Willie Junior Junior. Yes, ladies, the the drapes match the carpet. <laughs> Parts it as you can see. My entire real estate. 
Anthony. This is just what you're going to be like when you're old. You're on, Hell yeah, dude. You're on fire, Anthony. What's going on? <laughs> he's in the, I went to the gym he's had this. His, he's had his three laquas. He's ready to go. <laughs> he's ready to plunge. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of, yeah. It's just like a nudist, uh, a, a wrestling star, and an old racist. Walk into a bar. Walk into a bar. It's a, that's a sitcom. Yeah. Give me Klein. This is a, this we gotta is a talk, movie. We got to talk this to Hollywood. The, dude. The Holy City and William Riker. I, I, there's probably an, an entire episode on whatever bullshit fucking Robert Clawher got Clawher. into, but I like this guy. Anyway, in July of 1966, a 90 at 93 years old, William Riker very publicly merged the perfect Christian divine way oh, with God, the Catholic Church. I know, I keep waiting to be like, like, he, he died. finally he died. fucking he died. No, no, <laughs> he decided to merge the PCDW with God, the Catholic Church. What? Whoa. Wait, huh? Well, of course, Confined of to a wheelchair after a stroke, Riker was baptized God, with two friends of the Catholic priest acting as Riker's godparents because Catholicism is fucking weird like that. And you, you know, it's fucking. And, to... and the fucked part is, is that the call that there's the two fuck, the two fucks in that room, and Riker's actually the least fucky of all of them. Mm. You think? Oh, how do you really feel about Catholicism? You think, uh, I mean, I mean, I went to a pretty cool Catholic church. I mean, I was least not targeted. By any, that's know. good. Are you sure you you weren't touched by no, an angel, no, yeah, aka I, Father Murphy? No, it, his name would have been Father Walsh. I don't know if he's alive or dead. Mm. Um, and no, yeah, he never. I went. Into if the, you're listening to this, no. Father Walsh, uh, send us an email: vohdpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Is this where Anthony's interest in naked yoga comes from? No, <laughs> but what I will say is that yeah, no priest ever hit on me. So Bummer. I'm I'm happy. I'm about sorry. That. I'm glad. Sorry about that. Well. I mean, probably for the best. I mean, I was a cute kid, so I don't really know what the deal was. But anyway, you're fine. You know, I, this may come off horribly mean, but I mean, <laughs> what kind of life do you have to have to point out that one of the positives is that a priest never hit on you? <laughs> I actually had a fucking great childhood. I and that, and how about this? Had that happened, it would have been a lot darker. Yes, I was gonna say, as somebody who has not was not raised Catholic. It seems like that is generally considered a positive thing that you got through being you, raised Catholic without being molested. It's kind of like a gauntlet of fire, a gauntlet of fire, trial by fire, trial by fire. It's like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Also in attendance of the baptism were two of Riker's original converts, Irving Fisher and Stephen Rosum. When asked about the sudden change of heart after running his own religious group for forty-eight years, Riker said. Three months ago, I had a vision regarding Catholic nuns, and it <laughs> and it dawned on me, and it dawned on me they on were the spiritual wives of the Savior. I've spent the last forty to fifty years in great meditation. <laughs> it terminated in what happened today. I'm very proud of it. Virtually all my great endeavors of the past have led to this. I like that this old racist fuck who had all these like, insanely like old weird racist ideas found like the next best thing was the Catholic Church. I mean, those nuns. And I like the nuns. I am going to work to bring back all 
Christian people into the Catholic Church. Shout out to Sister Felicia, by the way, who recognized me after like 15 years. That was really weird. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway, that that was a, that's a total tangent. She hot? No. Mm. She's incredibly old. Actually, it was fucking weird is that she looked exactly the same. She mm. looked like she didn't age at all. Mm. Almost as if she's some sort of nun vampire. Yes, or, a nun Or like a Bene Gesserit witch kind of deal. Umpire? A nun Numpire. A nun A nun I got to take communion. You're out. In doing. Safe. Safe. In Body do- of Christ. Amen. Safe. Paul. <laughs> Oh, I think that's what the priests say. No, they like balls. In converting to Catholicism at 93 years old, he effectively alienated the few remaining adherents of his teachings. Oh, sweet nervous. You. Sorry. He's like, I'm trying to get through this shit. And on the evening of December 2nd, 1969. 69? 69. Damn, at, he must have hated the hippies. Okay. At the age of 96. Fucking A. Comforter, emancipator, wise man, disgusting racist, <gasps> shitty con man, <gasps> Father William E. Riker, after surviving nine car accidents, many of which were nearly fatal, dodging incarceration innumerable times, did the world the biggest favor of his life by dying at Agnews State Hospital where he had spent the last few months of his life after private rest homes said that they could no longer handle managing him. No! Oh my God. Man, this guy lived to... 96 years old. This guy lived to 96. He lived to 1969. Literally, he... The private homes he were in foisted him off onto a state hospital because they even they were like, we can't fucking handle this dude. Dude, he... I'm actually kind of glad he kind of lived through the 60s because I'm glad that (laughs) he had to see, like, you know, at least some, like, good... Like progress in that time, even though the sixties was like a kind of even a fucked up decade. Oh, just watching all of those interracial couples, mm. or just like mm. yeah, mm. he must have hated it. Just having to watch the civil rights movement and just watch America progress towards a better society. Well, he wanted to progress America towards a better society too. You know, yeah, tomato, I, tomato. I guess on that one, you, you may have just put your finger squarely on the reason that he uh, retreated to the Catholic Church. Oh. The last bastion of conservative <laughs> religious-based bullshit. The last bastion of the Middle Ages still mm. in existence. Hey, man, they got a president, but then he got shot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Up until his mm-hmm. death, Riker was yeah, still working on plans for reviving Holy City, leaving behind crayon sketchings of a new million-dollar church. This is my new million He was good. survived by, as best I can tell. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, being in a restroom with this <laughs> asshole, and like somebody brings him a bunch of crayons, and like everybody else is like drawing on themselves and drawing pictures of like babies and cats, and this this dude's like drawing like a diagram of the perfect government and, yes. and, and plans is, for a church. Yes. 
excuse me, please. Everyone keeps using the royal blue, and I would really like the royal blue. And you can use the crayon sharpener that's on the box. You don't have to pass over the doll crayon. Jesus, people! <laughs> He's had the black crayon forever, and he I need it for my outlines of my drawings. <laughs> How can I draw my church? So as best as I can tell, he <laughs> was survived by Irving Fisher, the only original follower, and Richard Clawher. Of Riker's death, Clawher said... Butt-ass naked. <laughs> Butt-ass naked. Despite the fact that it has in recent years sunk to the status of a holy ghost town, it has a third-class post office and a garage and a bar to sustain it, as well as a field office of the Division of Highways. Not for the matter that the perfect Christian divine way, the religious order Riker and his disciples incorporated in 1918 is dead. It exists in perpetuity. Over the years it has came to be assumed that Holy City was Riker's as much as the Ponderosa was Ben Cartwright's or the High Chaparral was John Cannon's. By the way, I would like to interject... I'm a grower, not a shore, and there's a bit of a chilly breeze out. That's <laughs> the, the fog comes in off the ocean. A reorganized PCDW might even be able to mount a crusade to recapture Holy City. A Whoa. reorganized PCDW that, that at the moment was him and an 80-something-year-old man. <laughs> but... Both, both naked. Both naked. <laughs> both they naked. had to change the name to the PCNW. Both the naked. perfect Christian naked way. Mm. And they both have like cricket bats. And I, like, get behind gonna, that. Yeah, I can get I can just We're envision. Like, have a crusade like, to take this place back. A horde of, of naked people running into the Las Gatas Mountains to uh, take back Holy City. Oh, man. That's why I sleep naked. Because if somebody breaks in in the middle of the night, there's nothing scarier than a naked man with an axe coming after you. And you have way scarier weapons than an axe. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, and I wasn't talking about your dick. Hey. <laughs> zing. Yikes. But Whoa. the resurrection of Holy City was not to be. Even before his death, there were numerous articles that would exp- that would do exposés on Riker and Holy City, mocking him, his bigoted ideals, his failed political campaigns. Riker himself, now almost a sad, decrepit version of the roadside attraction, his bustling community once was standing alone in the decaying ruins of his life's work the holy city zoo a san francisco comedy club that operated from the mid 1970s to the mid 90s had the original sign tables and chairs from the holy city zoo wow that's actually awesome that is awesome very cool and his legacy lives on in the hearts and minds of today's racists as well such as on stormfront.org, who build themselves as a, quote, community of racial realists and idealists who advocate for the, quote, embattled white minority, mm-hmm. who praise mm-hmm. Riker and his beliefs. God bless them. May they rot in hell. Or just get cancer and die. That'd be yeah. fine, too. Well, the owners had, at some point, all the cabins torn down, And while they received the permits to turn the land into a recreational park, complete with tennis courts, picnic areas, and swimming pools, they reportedly lost interest and left the land undeveloped. 
In 2006 and 2007, the owners of the land of Holy City, now in their 80s, attempted to sell their property for $11 million, but both deals fell through. In 2016, however, the land was officially purchased by Robert and Patricia, Trish to her friends, Duggan, for $6 million, $4 million less than the initial 2016 asking price. And while that deal is in itself noteworthy, the real interesting bit here is the couple who purchased it. Robert and Trisha have seven children, one biological daughter, and six adopted children, who are David, Daniel, Dylan, Diana, Dante, Diamond, no fucking way. and Desara. What? Robert Duggan attended and dropped out of both UCSB and UCLA. But you see here, I have a question. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, they were all Ds. Now, I well, I realize that. Actually, <laughs> thank you. But the question is, did they adopt the children and then rename them? Yes. Or did they specifically adopt children with names that started with D? No, I think it's like a it's like a um, like a pet. You get to rename it after you get it. It's like you know, like when you get like a brand new puppy. Yeah. See, that's not nearly as much fun. I like. I, I love the idea of them, of like, them shopping around. For, like, oh shit! We got a Desaya. Like I guarantee you, Diamond and Desara were n- names that they made up. Hmm. They're. You think they? they but ran you out know of what? D names. There has to be more than that. Potentially, we. I have no information confirming or denying that they could very well have sought out D name. Children. You could just make up D names, huh? You could just be like Dilduda. <laughs> Dude, that's no you fun. Could. No, just call it Delago. Like, yes. May your may your beautiful daughter yeah. Dilduda have a wonderful <laughs> life. It's my beautiful yeah, daughter Dilduda, as you can this, see. This is this is Doug She's one. from Fine Crop. Where's Doug two? Oh, Doug three. This Get over here. My daughter Dilduda and my son Volva. This is my son. Dairy Rimple. Oh, wait, hold on. Bill Cosby, get out of here. He's back. He's back. Smash him with a hammer. You can only kill Cosby if you chop off his head and tear out his heart. True. So, according to Forbes, Robert Duggan attended and dropped out of both UCSB and UCLA. His personal website bills himself as innovator, entrepreneur, humanitarian, surfer, raging dillhole. Oh, man, he sounds annoying. His website also has several inspirational quotes from himself, (laughs) including a willingness to take chances as Part and parcel of innovation. If you want to have, you have to do. And by striving to achieve great things, not just for yourself, but for the betterment of mankind, some will accuse you of being idealistic. Surely there are worse things to be accused of. (laughs) Uh, I'm ready to go, uh, go up to Holy City and beat some ass. Robert was the CEO of biopharmaceutical company Pharmacyclics. And when the company was sold in 2015 for $21 billion, Robert received a cool 
3.5 billion from the sale. Whoa. Yeah, buddy. When he, while his personal website does not make any mention of his ties to Scientology, Robert, by his own estimations, has donated over the course of his lifetime over $360 million to the Church of Scientology. There it is. Insane. There it is. Jesus. Cults attract. Beget cults. cults. A 2009 Scientology pamphlet listed the Duggins as the top donors of the New Flag Landbase project in Florida, describing them as part of a, quote, dedicated team of Scientologists who are working shoulder to shoulder to bring about construction of the New Flag Landbase and the ultimate release of capital S, capital P, superpower. A 2013 Bloomberg article claimed that the Duggins had donated $20 million that year to the Church of Scientology more than anyone else. That is insane to donate that much money. Think how much he could have cured at least one disease with all that money. Yeah. A 2014 issue of the Internal Scientology magazine announced that they had created a new level of giving to accommodate the Duggins donations, Diamond Maximus with Honors, which given the secret nature of Scientology, we don't have an exact number for, but some estimate would be in the arena of $50 million. Wow. In 2016, the year of the Holy City purchase, the Duggins reportedly upped their game to Diamond Invictus, an estimated donation of $70 million. What is with the Ds? Diamond. Desara. Yes. Very weird. Uh, Each of these donations earned them, I'll show you pictures afterward, a literally like six-foot trophy that goes along with their fancy Diamond Invictus title. The the Duggers have... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The Duggers... uh, Duggers, Duggins, have yet to release any information as to what their plans for the land are. The once busy thoroughfare that was the lifeblood of Holy City is now Old Santa Cruz Highway, a narrow strip of potholed pavement that winds through the mountains... The canyons of the Santa Cruz Mountains slowly eating away at the buckling asphalt. Crossing the occasional wooden bridge, the area is dotted with cabins and mansions alike, a nursery, a Christmas tree farm. Only one building remains of the Holy City's once bustling main road that is now empty after Tom Stanton, who was the proprietor of a glass art shop, occupied the building for almost 40 years died in 2015 there are numerous housing developments in the area some speculate about the Scientologists intent with the land but ultimately only time will tell they're building a fucking spaceport hell yeah I guarantee you they're building a spaceport Fuck yeah, They're dude. building a spaceport. So the that aliens will come some and think, they'll land. Some think it's a, uh, and Zenu, a rehab clinic. Xenu will will Xenu all over the place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Once, uh, and all the Xenus. Once all the good little like like capitalist members of Scientology have maximized their potential and given all of their ill-gotten gains to the church, they will blast off for another planet God bless them. Leaving all the rest feel, of us in free. great relief that they've finally taken Tom Cruise off our fucking shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, please. 
Although, you know, I heard that the new Mission Impossible movie was actually not too bad. (laughs) 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 That's true. They got a good score on Rotten Tomato. They do know, though, that that's a long-ass trip. It's a long trip. I'm sure they got their top scientists on it. They'll all be dead by the time they get to that planet. They'd have to fuck like a few times and have a few different generations by the time they got there. Ah. If they were going the speed of light. Here we go. So here's a picture of the trophy that they got. Uh, Wait, is, yeah. is one of those the wife and one's the husband? Or are they is that uh, no, is I, that just the, the male the male duh, what's his name? Dickhead? Duck uh, duck duck? No, that duck is shit? the duck, chairman Duggan? of the board, RTC, presenting Bob and Trish Duggan and family. But look at that fucking trophy. It's a big trophy. You gonna post that on our uh, social media? Probably. Yikes. It's like a six foot fucking trophy. Charming, charming people. Uh yeah. So, you know, like we said, cult cult land begets cult land. I don't know if there's some weird fucking curse about it or whatever, or whether they were just like, Oh hey, look at what these people did and now let's see what we can do with it. But it is 2019 and i drove past there last weekend and it is there seemed to be some some construction equipment uh some backhoes and bulldozers and whatnot but it doesn't really look like anything's happening the one building is still there and it's just weird to drive down old santa cruz highway and kind of imagine what it used to be like imagine the weird shit that was happening there the road lined with Santas and billboards, you know, pronouncing the perfect government. And now it's just literally just the woods on one side and just one empty building that says no trespassing. But isn't, isn't that, isn't that just such a beautiful, it's perfect. Yes. Way to end. I love the idea. The idea of William Riker just sitting in his fucking like printing workshop surrounded by mementos of his failed religion brings me so much joy. May he fucking rot in the ground. Yeah. May no one remember him (laughs) except for us. So everybody undo the listening that you just did. That was interesting. I never heard of that dude until we did this. I can't believe a three, three episode. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be. Well, it was, I'm glad we did it because it, it was fucking actually. I mean, despite how much of a piece of shit he was, that was actually mm-hmm. really fascinating because I've mm-hmm. never heard of the guy. No. And it's, what, 20 minutes and, away from us? Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm nuts. I've, you know, I've driven old Santa Cruz. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, like you said, there was a Christmas tree farm. I mean, there's a chance I could have cut a Christmas tree down in that area, though I don't think I have. You guys do that every year, don't you? You like pick out your own uh, Christmas tree. Yes, fun. I love how like it just makes sense to kill a life to you know, commemorate the don't. beginning of a mythical life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> totally makes sense. Dude, like, Christmas clearly has nothing to do with Jesus. But you know, especially in like, my household. You know, the Riker thing. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like on one hand, it's like fuck this guy. Like I, everybody, forget him. Like just let him like fucking motor in the grave but you know what the problem is that like people like the fucking shitheads that do that website the Storm, daily stormer or Storm whatever Front stormfront or, yeah 
Which they, I think they're based in Mountain View. Go figure. Of course. Really? Uh, they. I mean, you don't need to like give them any more traffic if you don't want to. No, no, no. But I mean, I. But but like I did not. I mean, think about it. Like though. I like, did not know that if that's the case. Like like people like that keep legacies of people like this alive. Yeah. And I think it's important to daylight the entire story, right? I mean, like, okay, like, clearly, fucking Stormfront is highlighting him because he was just a fucking dyed-in-the-wool, like, racist, white supremacist. Yeah. Which, you know, people like that are terrifying. They're absolutely wrong. And I think it's important to highlight people like William Riker who like when you look at all the other shit that he did, it's obvious that the guy was fucking nuts Mm -hmm. and it contextualizes everything then. And it's like, okay, so like, sure, you can like put up on your website how awesome this guy was to your cause, but you got to own all of it then. Like he wasn't just a white supremacist. He also fucking created his own religion essentially which was kooky as shit he claimed to have the perfect government which was kooky as shit he ran and failed repeatedly and just died a pathetic old man Mm -hmm. in a wheelchair that literally nobody even people whose careers are dedicated to caring for old people nobody wanted to fucking deal with the dude Mm -hmm. guess what I hope every fucking racist on the face of this planet faces that exact same fate at some point you're just going to be some bitter old shithead that nobody nobody is going to want to fucking deal with fuck hate so i'm glad that we talked about it right no yeah i I like i like learning about the the history of uh as as we talk about too like just kind of on our own like California is seen as this kind of like liberal bastion, but it it is kind of like, you know, because we live in a major metropolitan area. We live in a, San Jose is a city well, of over a million yeah, people. Yeah. And it's like as soon as you start getting into the easterly parts of California, it goes from like, you know, liberal, whatever you want to call it here in the Bay Area, which has its own fucking subdermal racist shit going on but you get a lot more like camo and confederate flags and maga hats even within california i mean southern california has a long there was just a thing about fucking a bunch of kids not fucking a bunch of kids fucking (laughs) a bunch of kids uh doing nazi salutes like the the week before they're gonna go back to school and in southern california and you're like great you know yeah and that's you know, the, the, this kind of like ignorance and hatred and, and resentment of the other like permeated where I grew up in Pennsylvania. And we, we th- there were there were Klan rallies when I was growing up. There were marches. There was just and, and it like it, it was a constant part of my daily experience going to school and stuff. And of course, you know, I, it's, it sucked. I was never the target of it because, you know, luckily enough, I was part of the majority, you know? And honestly, when I moved to California, I had the naive idea that somehow 
it was going to be different. And it is a little bit different in that you. Oh well, yeah, well, I mean it's well, not like it's. I mean that's. I mean that's not my ever was my experience, but. Well, but but my experience in moving to California, having lived in somewhere where that was much more pervasive, is that it's here too. Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, I mean there there are there are racist and hillbilly redneck dirt bags everywhere. The nice thing about California is that there are also progressive people yes. who help to balance it out. That was not true so much of where I grew up. It's becoming more true now, I think. I was- so it's like, it wasn't that like where I grew up, it was all like racist assholes. And out here, it's all these kind of like nice, shiny, happy people who all are like loving and kind at all. Well, it's it's all, it's just that that the relative ratio of them shifts, but you don't have to dig very deep, like like Kenny said, you really don't have to dig very deep to find the exact same type of people that I grew up around, or the William Rikers of the world. Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, they're they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, and unfortunately, there's just shitty people everywhere. I mean, that's obviously no deep insight, but. That's just the way it is. Well, but I mean, the big concern right now is that not only are those people everywhere right now, they are being not just like given a voice, but their, their voice is being kind of amplified amplified and and justified and encouraged Mm -hmm. by people in very high profile situations like, like fucking Trump. Yeah. I mean, Trump, I mean, in, in all of his cabinet, unfortunately, a lot of them, especially, Uh, especially like you care about the environment, things like that. I don't think I have anything else to say other than uh, the Daily Stormer was in Mountain View. The wow. Daily Stormer yeah. was that the, is actually the Stormfront is, yeah, is based yeah, in Florida. Actually, that yeah. actually is, but though you know what though, there I there's skinheads here too. Yeah, they're everywhere, unfortunately, and I think, and again, I think they're probably not people who vote. You know. No, I've, unfortunately, I think they are. I mean, I, and that's the problem. Is or, that, I mean, that, that 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 kind well, of luckily they are a, a substantial minority in this area. In this area, perhaps, yeah. But 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 I mean, and that that's I think that's the thing is that like for as much as I absolutely vehemently disagree with the views of of like those elements of our society they are truly dedicated to their beliefs and they act upon them. Right. And, and again, I mean, they act upon them in multiple ways. They act upon them by like, I don't know, taking guns to public places and shooting a bunch of people that they think fit into some narrow box that they've Mm -hmm. defined as other or unlike themselves. But they also, they also go to the fucking voting box and, and, and that that's dangerous because for anyone that disagrees with them, in some ways, you have to be just as dedicated to your ideals and just as willing to take action. Now, I wouldn't, I would not advocate like taking action per se, like in the streets in a form of violence. But I definitely, and you guys have heard me say this multiple times, like I, I am always frustrated by friends and peers and acquaintances that I have who, when they don't get like the absolutely 100% ideal candidate running for office. They they just like cross their arms and pout and go home and don't don't vote don't at choose all. to engage right yeah. and, and and that 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 unfortunately allows people like the William Rikers of the world 
to actually have a much, much greater voice in decision-making structures, right? And that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, if uh, hypothetically in the future there is an election uh, potentially in a high office of American politics, if you're in America and you're listening to this, if there's an election for a high office where you have the option to not only not vote for, but vote against a person who is a known white supremacist and racist and sexual assaulter, you might not like the candidate. And unfortunately, we, we can talk about, oh, man, I wish we didn't have the system that we have, but we have the system that we have. So vote, vote against that hypothetical person that may or may not be running uh, or defending their, you know, position of power. Valley of Hearts Delight says rock the vote. That's right. <laughs> rock the vote. Rock the vote. Is rock, that where the should we lose? rock the chairs. Is that where you would leave it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking get out of here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, you fuckers. We love you. Remember, if you have ideas, thoughts, questions, comments, uh, if you just want to drop us a line and say hi, V-O-H-D, as in Valley of Hearts Delight podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye.